This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. Uh, we are doing the Uddhav Gita. This is a continuation of the same chapter 14. And uh, we will be doing from verse 11 onwards. So, we are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 14. Verse 11, the last message of Sri Krishna. So today Krishna is going to tell Uddhava answers uh, regarding the questions that he had asked about how to attain the devotion. Alright? Uh, verse 11. The Lord said, In days gone by, King Yudhishthir asked me the very same thing Ask the very same thing of Bhishma, the pious men, in exactly this way to which we all listen. So, this is an episode where Yudhishthir has, was standing in front of Bhishma Pitama at the end of the war. Those who know the story of Bhishma Pitama definitely remember that he was lying on a bed of arrows. And he had Ichamrityu. That means he could die at will. So he was not yet dead. He was still alive. And he was still alive and he was watching the war. The war was going on and he was watching over there. And everything happened in such a manner that he was alive till the very end of the war. So Yudhishthir, who is the eldest of the Pandavas, after they have won the war, comes to him and asks him certain questions which are spiritual in nature. <coughs> so these are the questions which were very common to literally everybody over there. So they wanted to know the answers. Now Krishna says that I also was standing in the group over there listening to the answers given by Bhishma Pitama. He was a Ganga Putra if you remember. So, verse 12 says, <clears throat> When the Mahabharat war was finished, he overwhelmed at the death of his relatives. After listening to various other religions, inquired about the religion of liberation. Verse 13 continues, That religion, endowed with knowledge, dispassion, realization, faith and devotion, I am relating to you as heard from the lips of Bhishma. <coughs> so Krishna is saying, the things that we all heard that time, when Yudhishthir asked the question about the religion and about the way of attainment of liberation. So these are the questions which he had asked. So what was the question? It had everything to do with what will happen to a human being. And what are the things that they require in the material world to attain that ultimate objective? So these are the basic ideas which were asked of Bhishma Pitama by Yudhishthir. So Krishna says, now I am going to tell you exactly what transpired during the last days of the war. He says, after listening to various religions, that means at that time also there were various religions which were very much prevalent. It is not that just the Sanatan Dharma was the Dharma that was going on. There were a lot of other things also. It's a free world. Naturally, there were a lot of other kinds of religions existing at that point in time. We only know from a very specific region and a location that in this region there was one kind of a belief system. There were various other belief systems across the world. Meanwhile, 
if you go to South America, Africa, Central Europe, and so on and so forth, you will find that different kinds of philosophies were in existence. So Krishna is going to tell us about the philosophy which was drawn by Bhishma Pitama from his learning. So he says that religion enriched with knowledge, dispassion, realization, faith and devotion. So these are the mainstays of this religion. Because if you want to reach the state of liberation, if anybody wants to reach the state of liberation, which is the ultimate goal of every human being, not to be born again and again. Some of the religions in the world say that there is only one birth, there aren't many births. They are right from their perspective, absolutely dot on the whatever they are saying. Does it mean that the person who believes in rebirth is wrong? Not at all. Both are right from their individual perspectives. Now I will just give you an answer about the perspective first and then we will progress ahead. Christianity, Islam and various other religions in the world believe that there is only one birth that once you are born, you will die. After you are dead, you will go for your judgment and then you will be sent to whichever place that is possible, <laughs> possibly what is in store for you. Yeah, you can either enjoy the heavens of God or you can go to hell. <laughs> now, the idea which they are talking about is right from their perspective. Why is it right? Let us say you are born as a human being. The Bible and various other scriptures are talking about human beings. If a person is born as a human being, at the end of that line, when he dies, he is dead as a human being. And the soul is supposed to go to these different places. Absolutely perfect. Now, an extrapolation of what happens afterwards is there in this dharma. It is said that the next life is dependent on the karmas that you have done in your past so many lives. Right? The next life is not necessarily as a human. So as a human you may be dead in your last life but the next life could be an ant, could be an elephant, could be a tree, could be a boulder, could be just a volcano. Who knows what you are going to be. So you cannot compare a human being to an ant, isn't it? That is a different species. That is a different species. So they are absolutely right from their perspective that you will not be born as a human being. So there are no rebirths. What is the rebirth? A human being will be born as a human being is called a rebirth. Isn't it? But our scriptures say that it is not going to happen. A human being may not be born as a human being at all. If the son of God is born and he is going to have a second coming, naturally it is called rebirth. Isn't it? If Jesus is going to come again, it is going to be called as a rebirth. And imagine, in the Western culture also, they still believe in ghosts. If you believe in ghosts, that means that body, whoever the person is, has actually not gone anywhere. Do you think he has gone to hell or heaven? No way. There is no way. So that means that person may take up some life. We don't even know. So the concept of religion is very strange and the concept of these belief systems is very strange. Everybody looks at it from their narrow perspective. 
and it is not important to follow that perspective at all you can create your own religion if you want to who cares there are lots of people in this world they can create their own religion yeah you can call yourself by some name you know when uh, 1008 times something something and then start a new religion from tomorrow and say yes my religion is called a b c d e who cares you are free to say whatever you feel like but what is the truth is the truth you can put your head in sand and think that there is no tiger over there but yeah you are seeing inside the sand or maybe you are not even looking maybe your eyes are closed doesn't mean that the tiger doesn't exist so don't become an ostrich keep your entire viewpoint open and believe in whatever you feel is right you want to believe that what you are eating are not chilies but it is sweet sugar you are free to believe that and tomorrow when you get burnt you know <laughs> in your tongue at that time you can say oh that was a very hot sugar yeah your your belief nobody says you can't believe whatever you want at the end of the day we still rely on our <laughs> perceptions and we are going to do that very shortly okay so i'm just introducing you to the topic of the different kinds of things that are involved in the process of our belief systems so the belief system which bhishma pitama gave yudhishthir krishna is going to recite it they are having the you know the foundation and the base is this first one is called knowledge you can take whichever religion you can take whatever you feel like without knowledge there is nothing possible if you don't have the knowledge okay imagine you are going to china or japan and you have no knowledge how to eat with those two sticks that they give you you will you will try to poke that rice with the stick is it i don't know and finally you know you'll get frustrated and eat with your hand and then you will be called a stupid fellow why because you are not supposed to eat with hand <laughs> you are supposed to use the chopsticks i don't know what you chop with it but they are still called chopsticks got it so in that country you will be called a stupid person because you don't know how to eat with chopsticks and in india you will wonder you know how does a person eat rice and maybe soup or something like that with chopsticks you see chopsticks should have a hole in it you know like the like a straw and then then you can suck it <laughs> new innovation but the idea is over there they have chopsticks in india if you come you will find you know the way they eat it's amazing you can make an entire film in the way people eat okay and with the type of noises that follow actually we are very musical people so when we eat our food also we make noise so do you get the point that is the religion of eating food got it it is without knowledge you can't understand anything hmm? and then you use fork and knife and this spoon and that spoon and sometimes you really wonder like julia roberts which spoon to use where Ah, this is from uh, yeah. I I don't know whether you all remember. There was a very beautiful movie, okay. And in that pretty woman, then she says, "I don't know which which spoon to use where." <laughs> so it's the same thing, you know. You don't understand. The idea of a religion is exactly like that. It is full of knowledge, knowledge pertaining to a particular religion. Is related to that right some religion will say when somebody is dead you wear white white clothes some religion will say you wear black clothes okay now imagine you are born in a place where you you are supposed to wear black clothes and you know you walk in a silent band and the music is playing in the background and those big limos are lined up all over the town and you are moving over there and imagine you are that guy from the hills of india somewhere and you are supposed to dance yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and just imagine doing that over there they will shoot you you can't do that over here you are supposed to be silent so do you understand that religion is different this one is different and that one is different 
somebody dies in india there is one particular place they they are called wailers okay they are, oh, they do like this in other places everybody will be quiet pin drop silently in some other places they will be drinking away to glory dink chik dink chik you know that's what they do in the villages what do you do to such kind of things everywhere there are different belief systems all right so now do you understand knowledge of that belief system is very important in that place you can't use dinkachika in a place where you are silent all right so in a silent place you use silence in another place you use all that this is the way so second one he says is about dispassion this religion which was taught by bhishma pitama he said dispassion is a must all right so dispassionately he was lying on the bed of arrows and watching i still wonder whether he really practiced dispassion or no because at the end of the day he was still questioning the belief systems when you do something dispassionately you do not have biases in your life you are not even bothered about the outcomes what happens you should leave your life and get lost but hanging around over there and waiting for people to come to you this is something great so anyway he was dispassionate about the whole thing you don't need to have that kind of an attachment to anything anyway so the next one is realization people have to go towards that realization that light bulb which goes on like that you know yeah everybody needs the light bulb to go on somewhere in life so you got to reach a point of realization somebody asked me what is it that other people do when they are supposed to be meditating see in india to they will make some elaborate arrangements sit on some you know nice uh, nowadays all china imported rubber mats okay and then they will sit on it very nicely and they will half of them are naked by the way all right so they will sit like this and they will do some you know hand movements and and they will do meditation so what do the other people do in this world see i told you again every religion every place has different systems so listen to the systems you know in china the person he also does pranayama by the way but you they don't call it pranayama by the way it's not called it is called the movement of the ki now you will think i am talking about the ki no no ki u i ki okay and they will stand in a particular manner and they will move their hand like this like that okay that is breathing technique same thing is done in china but they will not call it pranayama they will call it the movement of the ki very good and their meditation technique is to stand in perfection like that and do very slow movement by the way is a very important technique called qigong those who are interested can look it up in the youtube you will find enough so you think they don't do over there that is also an ancient civilization they also knew about breathing exercises you think you are the only one see every place has one so i told you about china let us move further let us move to another place okay now if you go to another place what do these monks do these monks do what is called as a dynamic meditation in the central americas as not central america europe and in central europe and various other places okay let us say when what do they mean by dynamic meditation you see they all carry rosary you know rosary no is not name of some girl rosary means beads okay so they are carrying the rosaries in their sash they have that be flowing robes okay they are carrying it in there and then they are rolling it and they are walking they walk up and down up and down you think what are they doing they are meditating their meditation technique is different 
They are not sitting in one place and doing om om. Got it? So every place, okay, those who go to South America also, you can see people over there. They, everybody does it. It's not just one particular place. So you see, this kind of techniques is a follow-up of education, that is the knowledge base. Okay. Second one is dispassion. Dispassion is practiced everywhere. Everywhere. Then the third one, realization. The realization is attainment of certain objective. In some places is to overcome, go beyond the netherworlds. If you go to Africa, the Central Africa, if you go to Egypt, the North Africa, you will find that these people had already dug up passageway to the heaven, passageway beyond the death. Have you not heard of the book of the dead? Yes. Do you think they were influenced by some other religion? No. They had their own. They manufactured their own. And there were sages and saints and holy people there also. The belief that everybody carries in, in everywhere in the world is concocted belief. We think that ours is the only thing in this world. No, sir. That is not the case. If you follow across the world, so when Bhishma Pitama was saying, he says from all the religions, this is what I have gathered. Then the next thing he says, alright, faith. How important is faith? You see, if you don't have any faith in some God of yours, then you have nowhere to go. Okay. Maybe you have a God with you know pointy noses or something like that. Doesn't matter. Maybe pointy ears like that. Mr. Spock. Who cares? But you have some belief. Maybe your God is sitting on his two haunches. Okay. And bowing down like this. It is a belief. And everybody has faith in that. Whatever may be the belief. A faith in that. There is always some holy man somewhere. You know, they all call him holy man. This holy man always gives knowledge about the divine. So he gives, establishes your faith in it. So Bhishma Pitama is also talking about faith. So every religion got to have faith also. Then, last but not the least, devotion. How devotion is important. Whatever the type of thing that you have, any religious figure that you have, any god that you might have created, any person, thing, animal, bird, whatever. You may be believing in a bird called condor. Have you know, do you know that there is a fantastic belief in a belief called a bird called condor? Those who go to South America and Mexico, Mexico, okay, will understand very well that there is a bird called condor and it is the one which carries the souls across. So you think they don't believe in that? Yes, of course. And when you have devotion for that condor god or maybe the god he is taking their soul to, there you got your another answer. So another one is called devotion. The devotion to the God that you have. These are the foundations, the block of any religion. You should know this. So he says, when he acquired, when he inquired about the religion of liberation, this is the liberation, the one which liberates you. Okay. So Krishna says, this is what I heard and I am going to tell you about it. Now, Please remember one thing. Krishna is not saying that he has said these words. This is a disclaimer over here. I am telling you Krishna has not said these words. Okay. It is a word said by Bhishma Pitama. He is free to use his own words. And Krishna says this is what I heard and I am going to tell you Mr. Uddhava. So here. Now we go to the next verse, which is verse 14 from chapter 14 of the Uddhav Gita. I consider that as knowledge by means of which one sees the nine, eleven, five, three things in being and also sees the one in all these beings. Now what is this nine, five, six, all these figures over here? Don't bother about it. It's not something. Every place, if this religion which he is talking about, 
Bhishma Pitama's religion believes in these principles. Everything has got a principle. What are the five? The five elements in nature. You know the five elements in nature, don't you? Huh? There is air, water, fire, earth and the sky. The sky is also called by the name ether. So these are five. Now, if you want 10 and 11, 10. 10 means what? The organs of action and the sense organs make it 5 plus 5, 10. And then the last one is a very important one called the mind. Don't you know about all these things? The three gunas. The three gunas are there. What are the three gunas? Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Right? Like that they are described. Sometimes people describe in terms of, say when they say the nine, they are talking about Purusha, Prakriti, Mahat and all those kind of things. So he says this particular religion had this kind of a belief which was given to Yudhishthir by Bhishma Pitama on his deathbed. So and on his deathbed, this kind of a belief was given to him. So he says, I consider this as knowledge. Remember, the first word that we took was called knowledge. Do you remember the first word? Right. You know, you should remember these words. First one is knowledge. Second one is dispassion. Third one is realization, faith and devotion. Disorder. So that is knowledge. This knowledge about this nine things, eleven things, five things, three things, and they see the one in all these beings. What do you mean by one in all these beings? The one God, the one ultimate destination is visible in everything around. You can distribute it in three. You can say there are three. You can distribute in five. Five also possible. You can distribute it in nine. That also is possible. You will say, oh, where did this 9 come from? Well, if I take the 10 organs, one organ is common, no? Or don't you know? It's common to both. One is taste, the 5 sense, senses. Okay. I see, you want to know that. 5 senses are what? Here, 2, 3, 4, and touch. Five, isn't it? Now, let us take this. And then we have five organs of action. What are the five organs of action? Two hands, two legs, genitalia, uh, evacuation organ and a tongue. See, the tongue is common. So now if I take one tongue separate out, it will become nine. Did you get the whole equation correct? It's a simple calculation. You have got ten fingers, no? If you have eleven, don't tell me. And then 11th one is the mind. Hmm. Rithik Roshan will count 11. Not us. So there is a way of doing these kind of things. You can count 9. You can count 3. You can count 1. The 1 is the super god. You can count 28 also. Whatever you want to. So there is a distribution of the, the one, the one god in everything. So, I hope you got that. So, this is how it starts. Then, verse 20 says, A constant regard for the wonderfully sweet tales of my deeds, expounding them to others after hearing attachment to the worship to me and praising me in hymns. Now, this is also important. Why? Because remember, we introduced a God over there. Isn't it the one only? One, one. Huh? When we say in sorry, I am not able to see the message, but I can see this. Okay, 15 verse, verse number 15. This very knowledge becomes realization when one no more sees things pervaded by the one as before. One should see that things composed of the three gunas are subject to origin, continuity and dissolution. So finally we are starting at one all over again. Okay. You see when we divide the whole thing into 11, 5, 1, 3, whatever you want to. Finally everything is all boiling down to there is only one God. Right? One God. Yeah. Even if I jump to verse 20 it's the same. There is one God. We suddenly jump to one the rest of the things are not important. We can just jump straight away. 
Like I said yesterday, those who remember, you know, direct train, straight away, <laughs> flight to God. <laughs> so you, you avoid the rest of the things in the middle. Okay, that is also good. But let us go as per the plan. So verse 15 says, this knowledge becomes realization when one no more sees things pervaded by the one as before. Means what? How many things we were talking about? Sometimes 9, sometimes 3, sometimes 11, sometimes so on and so forth. We were trying to break it down into multiple objects. Now, I will give you one example over here. Alright? Let us take the example of your government. Government is there. Now, in India, we have the central government, we have the state government, then we have the local administration, and then, then the local, and then the village administration. How many administrations we have? So many governments we have. If there is a central government over there, they are ruling over whole of India. But when I have to rule a big country, what do I have to do? I got to have states. Now, in the states, there has to be some ruler in the states also, isn't it? So, that fellow will be called, one chief minister is there and one governor is there. In the center, there is one prime minister and the president and the council of ministers and all that. So, we have in the state also. So, every state will have its own government, right? Now, I go down to the level of district. So, there is a district level administrator also. Sometimes he is called a district collector and so on and so forth. Okay, and then if I go down further, at the grassroots level in a village also, there will be some sarpanch or some kind of a local administration. All this comes under the local self-government. What is the term here? Important term over here? Government. Got it? So, it is governing at the small, that micro level and governing at the macro level, everything is called the government. So, it is called government everywhere. Got it? Now, in the same way, if I break down the Tanmatras, if I break down the Gunas, if I break down all these elementals, Gunas, whatever, whatever you break it down, slowly, 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 cut, 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 cut. Now, when you break it down, finally, what are you trying to do? It is one government called G.O.D., Capital G.O.D. We are breaking him down into so many local administrations. And naturally, this God is not going to come and say, Hey, you haven't paid your taxes. I mean, just imagine God Almighty comes and tells you, You have not brushed your teeth. Okay, you are doing prayers or what? Huh? <laughs> no, I just got up, I got a wild dream and that's why I am praying to you. Hmm. So, this God is not going to come and tell you something. So, you need a local fellow over there. Okay. Who is that local guy? So, maybe some person connected with you or not connected with you. Or maybe the local ghost is there. He will come and say, hey, knock, knock. Don't do that. Shh. Get up. Don't sleep just now in the satsang. You are sleeping. I am not going to go over there and wake you up. Don't worry. I will send my people who are knockers. They will knock you on your head and wake you up. It's like that. So the big God over there doesn't come down to the level of your level and try to give you all administrative things. Okay, go to this temple, do this. You are not giving me pedas. I mean, just imagine that big God over there is thinking, oh, that fellow enough in Bangalore, in that particular place, he has not given me. He promised me half kg of peda. He has not given. Now think at the level of the divine or maybe the state level. Let us, let us think about the state level. The state level God must be thinking there are over 1 crore people over there or 5 crore people over there. How many pedas I should be getting? Okay. So, so many kilos. 5 crores into say 250 grams each. My God. Quite a big amount. So, I, I should be bothered about one person not giving me. No, no. So, at a slightly bigger level and then at a slightly bigger level and that then at a slightly bigger level, it really doesn't matter. That is why that almighty God over there is not bothered what the hell you are up to. You, you, people have this strange habit of thinking, you know, God is watching. 
don't worry he has his local administrator over here he is watching okay because see if he also collects bribes from you yeah you should know that he gives a certain percentage to the boss and rest of it he has to eat have you not gone to your local temples huh when you go to your local temples are you not offering them some pedas and barfis and uh, you know flowers and all that you think it all goes to the super boss over there no super boss gets only a trickle okay and the local fellow over there who is representative you know he gets everything to eat those who have had you know all the pujas done at home have you seen the person in the beginning only will say get me 5 kg of the best ponni rice a ponni rice ah why my god doesn't eat ponni rice i think he eats basmati no 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 get ponni rice 5 kg best quality i'll tell you where you will get you don't have to wonder about it because once the puja is over he is taking all the rice to his house and his wife has told if you get any other rice na you don't come home so got the answer that is why he told you the brand and the rice that he wants and i just imagine you are putting surti kolam over there so wala surti kolama we don't eat it. why no no we don't eat no surti kolam do you get the point now that is a local collector over there so he is the local government who is managing so now did you understand there is only one god and these are local guys who are doing all the job for them the henchmen henchmen you understand yes boss <laughs> like that so this is the way so here please understand this this particular one no more sees things pervaded by the one as before who is this one the small one that is you the human being when the human being he doesn't have this idea of the pervasion that is there this very knowledge becomes realization what knowledge becomes realization that there is only one god i told you one government na g o v e r n m e n t whatever government correct i hope i said it correctly and somebody will otherwise correct me okay a government and this person is now understanding that finally there is only one thing that we have to talk about now you see there is one heroine in india you know she keeps on giving so many updates every single day and everybody wonders the person has real guts you know the way they talk boss when you have the grace of the super boss in india on your head then nobody can do anything to you isn't it do you get the point so here the answer is very simple when you have the grace of the super boss over there if you have krishna's grace then none of the small gods have to bother they are not going to do anything no the boss is kid you are the boss's kid like the when when jesus came did he did he say i am the god i am the son of some local fellow no he said i am the son of that big god over there you better be careful even if you put me on the cross you don't know what I, what is going to happen to you <laughs> so <laughs> he's the super boss and when you are under the aegis of the super boss under the ashirwad of the super boss then nothing happens so this knowledge will come to you what knowledge this one understands the big one that there is only one over there when you have this knowledge then realization will come to you i have to do that because when i have to wake up people i have to do make some sounds in the middle see if i if i if i do like you know oh like that everybody will go to sleep so sometimes i have to use high voice low voice so everything is coming from one place only all right so this way then realization comes to that person so do you remember this is the second word over here one should see the things composed of the three gunas are subject to origin continuity and dissolution so now we come to the next one the three the description was three now if i take the three the three gunas into consideration sattva rajas and tamas where do sattva rajas and tamas end there is always a beginning there is always a middle and there is always an end 
Let us look at a person who is in the tamas guna. A very lazy fellow. Very lazy. Irritating person. Always sleeping. He is already started somewhere. In the mother's womb also he was fast asleep. Okay. And suddenly he woke up. Suddenly he got thrown a tabak like that. And he woke up. Ah! Then he started crying. And then later on he went to sleep again. You see, when a person is already full, the person goes to sleep. There are lots of children. I don't know whether you know about this. There are lots of kids who are always sleeping throughout the day. <laughs> and there are some who don't even want to sleep. And at that time, the mother and the father just think, I wish this person got... <laughs> The idea is the child who keeps on crying is the most irritating one of all. Okay. Huh. So coming back to this. So the person who is in the tamas guna is like this child. Fast asleep. So when he is born, when he lives and when he dies, who cares? So there is always the beginning, the middle and the end. So he came and he went. Nobody knew about it. Then there is a person who is the most irritating person of all. Okay. That is the Rajas Guna fellow. Oh my God. He is making noise even in the womb. Until the tomb he is making noise. Okay. Womb to tomb. He is still the most irritating person. Because he still says you know. If, I, if you make a tomb you know. Make it taller than the skyscrapers over there. Why? Because I want people to remember. See I take as much money as you want. They will already select the kind of wood that they want on their coffins also. I mean, I really wonder. Why do you need? Okay, it's a coffin, boss. It's at the end of the day, you are still going to be buried inside. Nobody is going to come and say, my goodness, this is oak. All right, very good. And some people in some parts of this world, they die. Okay, and then what they do? I mean, this is not a joke. Listen to this. They die and they say, you know, please put this many bottles of liquor next to me and this food. You are dead, boss. You are not going to drink any of those liquor bottles. But you still believe that you want them. At the end of your life also, you are still thinking that I want that tarra that is there. Come on. Don't be silly. But no. Now you understood this egoistic person who is there. He is even thinking beyond. Beyond his grave. Alright. And when he is born also, he is the most irritating person. I told you, he cries and he makes so much of noise. The whole world wants to garrot him. Yeah. And when he grows up also, he is the same thing. You, you have to know this kind of people because they are loud mouth. They talk too much. They literally, you tell them to talk silently or softly also, they can't. Because they have to shake the whole world up. Okay. They are the shakers of this world. Movers and shakers. And then they want to start a company or they want to work in some place or they do their businesses and all. There also they will do a lot of noise. Okay. Even when they are getting old, they don't feel old at all. At the age of 70 and 60 also they feel like, I feel like I am a 20 year old or a 30 year old. Of course, they will have a, a 30 year old girl and, and next to them, you know. <laughs> you, <laughs> 68 and 70 year old will have a 30 year old woman or even 20 for all you know they have the money they have all these different different requirements in their life so they do that so did you get this point so there is this person who is in the rajaguna now we come to the sattvaguna the sattvaguna is the silent type even when he comes out of the womb he clutched his hands like this have you seen children who have already <laughs> holding their hands when they come out of the mother's womb? They say, look at this child. He's praying to God when he came out. You don't know. He was doing like this because he was afraid. I don't want to go out. That's what he was trying to do. And you think that he's praying to God. But still, he's in the Sattva Guna. He's the goody goody person. You know, even in school, he's always... Oh, this person has, this person doesn't have good clothes. Mommy, mommy, give me extra money. I will buy one t-shirt for him. I will buy one shirt for him. Well, mommy says, you yourself don't have good clothes and you want to buy for somebody else? I'll tell you one very funny incident in my life. 
every few days i will go and ask money from my mother my mother will ask me you know why why are you doing this doesn't mean i am in satwa guna okay no <laughs> otherwise you'll think i'm giving you an example of myself no i was the most naughtiest of the guys anyway coming back to it so i used to say to my mother you know there is this poor guy you know he doesn't he gets only very little food to eat i just want to give him some money every few days my mother will get irritated because this fellow is getting he is going now naturally her thought processing was is my son doing something wrong and she sent two spies after me but she really found that i am giving it to this boy then that day she stopped okay otherwise she was still thinking you know he is giving money to <laughs> maybe he is playing something with it or doing something with it so the idea was that so satva guna people even when they are sleeping they will take the name of the god and then they will go to sleep when they get up also they will be taking the name of god they will be very kind compassionate loving caring all that understood so these are the three gunas now think about it if they die what happens don't worry they will all go to the homes that i have already told you many times okay if you are dying in the last guna which is there if you are the tamasic world you are going to hell straight away no other ticket ticket to hell all right right so there you you will meet all the devils possible devils means there are many hells you know that is why so many devils yeah there is no one devil there too many of them so yeah and the second one who is the rajoguna he will go to the world of the asuras asuras who are asuras asuras are the people who rule the world what do they do they want to have control you know the people those who rule the world and they want to control everything who are their biggest enemies the gods have you seen the asuras have more power than the gods have you noticed in all the books that you have you will find that ravan will have more power than all the people put together it's only one ram who will come and kill him okay you will find that there are so many dangerous asuras in this world okay there is kitivirya arjun whose name was sahasrahar arjun all the gods were so scared of him they went to datatre and they told him please datatre do something about this fellow why gods i thought you guys had power he said no we are powerless so please help us so this asura was so strong so the asuric shakti of the rajas guna is very very strong you should know this it is stronger because it is god gifted god only has given them so you have to understand that the second type are all going to be powerful hmm? they want to establish their own kingdom where they go also so they become asuras and those who are on the satva guna and if they are really very good they will be born in a higher womb which means they will be born in a good family good money and all that if you have good money means you will fall down very soon yeah so this is how it works got the answer so he says one should see that things are composed of the three gunas subject to origin continuity and dissolution so i given you three gunas how their termination point it dissolution what happens how the whole thing works out so we move to the next verse this is chapter 14 uddhav gita verse 16 that which one object is transformed into another abides at its beginning middle and end and remains when those objects return to their cause is verily the real now think what is being said over here i will give you an example now this is an example don't otherwise tomorrow you will say god is made of plastic don't do that okay <laughs> so first we start with virgin plastic okay then we put it and make something out of it maybe you make buckets or something like that i don't know uh, some some stuff you make out of it and after that thing gets spoiled then you send it for recycling all right when you send it for recycling it is again melted and made into some some other thing a pot maybe do you understand this is called recycling hmm? 
सेम थिंग विथ गोल्ड यू टेक गोल्ड बाय अ गोल्ड बार गिव इट टू द गोल्ड पर्सन हु इज अ गोल्ड स्मिथ एंड द गोल्ड स्मिथ एंड यू टेल यू मी नो आई वॉन्ट टू मेक वन नाइस चेन आउट ऑफ इट एंड आई वॉन्ट बैंगल्स एंड आई वॉन्ट दिस एंड आई वॉन्ट ओके ई मेक्स इट इन टू दैट एंड देन द नेक्स्ट जनरेशन कम्स what this is old fashion i don't want this old fashion jewelry so let us go and melt it again so they melt it again and then they make it into some you know earrings and some other stuff okay after that the person says i don't wear wear earrings i wear gold you know rings so we we'll, let us make ring out of it so now everything gets transformed do you see the transformation what is permanent over there is called gold and gold gets changed into chains rings so on and so forth it is at the end of the day gold in the beginning gold in the end got the point so did you get this point gold in the beginning gold in the end the first one is the plastic in the beginning plastic in the end still not going anywhere but as you know plastic is having its own issues gold has its own issues now we come to water now if i take water in the beginning all right the water is in the form of clouds right it rains is go goes into a river or maybe it falls in the himalayas it becomes a block of ice from the ice it flows into a river and the river water is then used for irrigation purposes it goes inside the grains you see the whole cycle till the end goes back into the sea i don't want to tell you how this goes back i think you have little brains to understand how it goes into the sea so when it goes into the sea does it still become water it becomes water then that water evaporates into water vapor it goes up again and becomes a cloud once again so did you see the whole cycle is there cycle of what beginning water end water got the answer so it is like that so here i given you three sets of examples for you to understand what this verse is all about that which one object is transformed into another abides at the beginning middle and the end and remains when the object returns to the cause which is verily the real so water comes down as a river so on and so forth and finally you may drink it and you may piss it and you can go into the ocean and all this kind of things nonsense stuff will happen it evaporates once again becomes a cloud and again the cloud gives rain and the rain becomes rain water again falls into a river or something like that then you again drink it did you see the whole cycle is there so from the beginning to the end there are cycles so there is changes one change another change another change another change another change so many changes happen so here the answer is krishna is telling uddhava this one very simple thing you know what he is saying to him he says that this jeeva the jeeva the soul okay he is transformed at the beginning he takes up one body which means the water falls into the lake let us keep it simple sometimes the lake water is used for drinking purposes then it gets converted into another then into another then into another like that so first time you may become a human being so you are born as a human being you die as a human being you go back again to the basic state and from the basic state you are again born as some animal then you die then you become again after death you become that basic soul again we are just saying a soul it is for our understanding purpose and then you die again when you are born again then you live your life again then you die again so this is the kind of rebirth which keeps on going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth got the answer so he says that which was one object is transformed into another the gold was transformed into a chain abides at the beginning it was gold at the beginning in the middle also it is gold and in the end also it is gold and remains 
when this object return to their very cause, which is verily the real. So if I go back, even if I see a gold coin, huh, a earring, a nose ring, a toe ring, okay, I am giving you all kinds of rings that are there possible. <laughs> a finger ring. Okay. And yeah. So many rings. So many lockets. So many chains. Anything. Finally and what are you talking about? G-O-L-D. Gold. Correct? Like that. If I am talking about anything. Okay. Over here. You take so many bodies, 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 become different, 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 different things. What are we still talking about? G-O-D. Remove the L from it. Okay. So it becomes G-O-D. So you are that G-O-D only. Not the big G. Huh? Not big G. Sorry. Not big G. Small fellow. G-O-D. Alright. So you are that petty fellow. God. Who keeps on taking birth after birth after birth after birth after birth. Till finally it's a time when you say, I belong to that big God. No. So I have to go back to that big one. So this is what was taught. Knowledge was imparted of this kind. Realization, this kind. Liberation, this kind. Liberating from these multiple births and deaths is important. If you do not understand this, that you have taken so many births. So Bhishma Pitama explained this to Yudhishthir, which was heard by Krishna also. And Krishna in turn is explaining this to Uddhava. And he is telling to Uddhava, do you get the point that you have been broken down in so many times? Okay. You have taken different, 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 different bodies. But the idea is to now get out of this system. Get out of the system of rebirths. What do you do? You should go towards liberation. Get out of the system. The gold should not remain gold in the end. It has to go and become liberated. The person should not remain a person, should not become an elephant and then an ant and then an, uh, some bird and then tree and then stone and all that. You don't have to become any of those things. Get liberated. Your job is liberation. Your job is not, not to just keep on becoming one person to another, to another, to another. What is the point? You may think, you know, I am free today. But tomorrow, just imagine, you are born as a polar bear in some cold place. What is going to happen? Or you are born as a fish going into the oceans and a big fish is coming after you. <gasps> then what happens? So you know there are perils in every place. You know perils, dangers in every place. Whatever life you may take. Even if you take a bird, somebody is out to shoot you. Somebody is out to run after you. The small bird is eaten by the big bird. And the bird may just suddenly fall. It will be dead. Who knows? We don't know all these things. So you can take up an ant's life and you may think ant's life is so wonderful. You may get crushed under some big giant of a human being. And you are dead. What happens then? So every life is having its own issue. And just imagine you are born as a stone. A small stone. Okay. And you get stuck in one building inside. How many years the building is going to be? 125 years. After that, it will be demolished. After that, you will still be carrying some cement on your on your body. You will still wonder, you know, when am I going to get liberated? <laughs> so, <laughs> got the answer? Liberation is all everybody has to seek. You can be anything. Even if you are a tree. You know, the trees, you may think the trees are so wonderful and beautiful. I can tell you the competition in the trees also. One tree wants to become taller than the other one. Why? Because this fellow says, he has got more light. I want to become taller. Then this fellow says, oh, this fellow gets more light. I want to become taller. There is competition there also. What happens to the small fellows down below? They are not getting any light at all. 
all right so you you understand you think in that world also there is no problem there are too many problems okay and then somebody will come and ah, he's plucking my fruit out ah, somebody is plucking my flowers out you doesn't it hurt huh? we had one great scientist he discovered all these things so it hurts so please liberation is the important one remember it and always go towards that so we have come to the end of verse 16 next time we will start the next verse so we will next follow the tradition which we which bishma pitama has set for us all right so i'll see you all in the coming week and take care you have a great week ahead bye